I have people pop into my DMs all the time, like, hey, I follow your stuff. I really appreciate it. So you got to do it for them, the people that aren't showing up forward facing. So the more you can get through those hard days, I wrote this to someone the other day, like, be more proud of yourself getting through those hard days when you don't want to do it than getting a huge post, because that to me is going to be more successful in the long run. Welcome to Rep Your Brand, a podcast for B2B marketers who are looking to build their career through a strong personal brand. Rep Your Brand is hosted by Nick Bennett, one of LinkedIn's top voices on field marketing and personal branding. In each episode, Nick captures stories on how to overcome the challenges marketers face with growing their brand. So if you're a marketer looking to open doors and create opportunities that you never thought were possible, then listen in to get tangible tips and strategies to build your very own personal brand. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Rep Your Brand, a podcast from B2B marketers who are looking to build their careers through a strong personal brand. I'm Nick Bennett. This podcast is brought to you by my friends at Motion. They're a done-for-you podcasting service for scrappy marketing teams in B2B tech. They're two of the nicest guys around, and the work that they do is truly world-class. You can find them at motionagency.io. And today, I'm super excited because this is some, our guest is someone that I've followed for a while, Michelle Griffin, she's a strategic personal branding advisor, speaker, and host of the Business of You podcast and LinkedIn audio show. She's also one of the most experienced brand marketing PR strategists on LinkedIn. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, Nick, it's so great to be here and right back at you. Like, I follow you and love all your stuff, too. So mutual fan club here. I love that. Awesome. So, you know, the, the whole show, the premise, I like to have kind of like a big idea. And so everything, you know, I love that everything you do is like personal brand focused because some people think it's like such a BS term and I, you know, everyone has their own thoughts. So how did you start your journey as kind of an experienced brand marketing and PR strategist on LinkedIn? Well, thank you for that. And I agree with you. We're, I think you and I are both out to demystify what personal branding really is and, and why there's so many opportunities to do so. And that's exactly my story actually led me. You know, I left my longtime marketing role in B2B professional services. I'm on two years of my own entrepreneurial journey as a founder of Brand Authority, my personal brand consultancy, and just working with mar marketers and stuff. I saw the clients that I had, especially ones at companies that were really forward-facing with personal brands were getting that traction and opportunities. And another caveat to that is, you know, for five years, I knew that my growth had kind of capped out on my role even though I'd done, you know, hit the limits what I could do. And for five years, I just sat around wishing I was leaving or, you know, just figuring that out. And my biggest regrets, and I'll say this a lot, is I should have put myself out there. It's like my mantra, because instead of taking all those credentials and courses and digital marketing, this and that, which, you know, is qualified, but who doesn't need more of that, right? I should have been out there on LinkedIn. Even, can you imagine being out on LinkedIn five years ago? And just having that compound to now anyway. So that's like my biggest thing. So I was like, I just started loving the idea and seeing the results when I really got strong in my personal brand, that's when the opportunity, and that's what I want for people because I noticed, especially my previous role dealing with insurance, legal sector, you know, just really complicated, smart people. They were so brilliant, but it was just really hard for them to get their message and, and forward face. So opportunities, short answer, TLDR, <laughs> too many opportunities missing on the table in your career or your business, your brand, whatever. So. That is what I love absolutely doing. That's amazing. And I, I'm totally with you. I mean, I've pretty much, for, for the most part of my career, always worked in tech. And 
I think it makes sense in tech. Like, you know, you see it a lot more on LinkedIn, but, I, you know, insurance, like all these other industries, people sometimes struggle with what they want to say. And I think as somebody who wants to brand themselves on LinkedIn, because, you know, I feel like the pandemic, everyone started to go down the, this this kind of hole. But like, what would you give them advice for their first post? Because everyone's like, I have no clue what to say. Like, that's what I'm stuck on. And what would you recommend? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, you know, as a strategy first person, you know, now certain people on one camp, you know, I guess the people who are not doing it for business will just be you, whatever. And that's great. I want you to be you. But to get traction in the way I really do it strategically, you know, get that deep dive, that brand foundation stuff that's going to help you just, I think it's going to help you find the clarity, find the confidence on LinkedIn, you know, even if you're in, I don't care what industry, just be really clear on who you want to show up for, who you serve, or who you want to write and help, all those little things, talking to specificity and simplicity sells, you know? So that's what I really, when I work with my clients, we get really clear on all of that first because you and I have both seen people come and go on LinkedIn and that that's actually sad. You know, we want you there to share your unique perspective and expertise. So kind of get really clear. It doesn't have to be super, super in-depth, but there are things you can ask yourself and then, you know, just get out there and don't give up, right? Stay in the game. I feel like that's like, it's such great advice because I talk to a lot of people and they start really strong for the first couple of months and then they just fall off a cliff and it's like whoa where'd that, where'd that person go and i think it's it's i think people think there's sometimes hacks to these growth kind of levers that you're setting for yourself but i think it's more red flags in a lot of sense and so you know, i'm curious what are some of the biggest red flags that you see when it comes to personal branding like how do you help people overcome those red flags in imposter syndrome, which is like a huge another topic. Like, I'm so curious as someone that does this every day, like, what do you do to help people around these things? Well, you know, I've worked with every, you know, from CEOs to top executives, doctors, lawyers, and, you know, kid you not, we all are just human at the end of the day. And, you know, unless you're like, you know, huge, you know, Sarah Blakely, I mean, one of those people already have it. They don't need my help. But, you know, for most of us, you know, we, we all feel that way. And again, it's just going back to first, you know, the mindset, you don't have to be a CEO or anything to get out there and share your expertise. I don't care if you're just starting your industry, recent grad all the way up to C-suite. You just need to have that mindset and know that, you know, I'm not here to have buyer. I'm just here to help. If you're thinking, I just say, flip the switch. You're here to help others. It's not about you. You're just sharing. And then that keeps me. There's days, you know, you. I did the 365 Challenge. Now it's a community where I posted every single day last year because I wasn't consistent. I wasn't practicing what I teach and preach. So there were days I was just like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm just either, you know, the algorithm's hitting you hard or whatever. And so I just have to remember that long goal, like running a marathon. I'm not going to stop at mile 24 or something, you know, I'm just going to keep going. And so when I flip the switch that it's not about me, I'm here, even if I impact like one person. And then I always have to say, and you say this in your content too, the people who don't follow us or don't engage in our stuff is what matters. I have people pop into my DMs all the time, like, hey, I follow your stuff. I really appreciate it, blah, blah, blah. So you got to do it for them, the people that aren't showing up forward facing. And that's, and that's just going to help. So the more you can get through those hard days, I wrote this to someone the other day, like be more proud of yourself getting through those hard days when you don't want to do it than getting a huge post, because that to me is going to be more successful in the long run. 
I, I agree with you so much. And it's funny because I put out a post yesterday about, you know, I occasionally struggle with people not liking my content or thinking that it makes you a terrible marketer. And I see, you know, it, it's it's so interesting. And I think it's just how the human mindset works. But you see people post something and it blows up and you're like, you're looking at it and you're like Twitter screenshot or in a, like a sentence. And it has like all this stuff. And it's like, I write this like thoughtful post that like I thought was amazing. And, you know, just like I, I don't spend more than five minutes on my content, but I still like put my like heart and soul into writing for what I want to talk about. And then it's just like, ah, oh, like, you know, whatever, like people just don't get it. And it's just, it's constantly changing. And so I'm curious, you know, what are your thoughts around like virality or virality of like being able to just show up every day or focus on like, I'm going to like hit it big because I've never gone viral. Like, I don't even know if I really want to, but like, what are your thoughts on like people that focus on that? Yeah, you know, they say it's all for the wrong reasons. I feel like that's just like, if you're just trying to build that brand in the business, you got to go in the long run. And okay, so a couple things. First of all, I know people who are so successful and their LinkedIn presence is, you know, or their follower count is, is not that, you know, huge, you know, by any means. They're killing it. So it doesn't always equate to what you see on paper. What you see on screen is actually a successful thing. I mean, at the end of the day, you can spend all your time, you know, answering posts or comments if your post goes off the charts, right? Especially if you're a solopreneur or have a limited time in your team. I mean, that's going to take all your time, right? At the end of the day, are you bringing, I hate that word, value to people, help for people? And are people coming into your inbox? Are you getting revenue? Are you generating leads or whatever the impact goal? So I think that's what it is. It just, here's the thing. Last year, Instagram has this option that you can turn off your like count, right? And I've since deleted my Instagram app, but I did that. And oh my gosh, that was so refreshing. And, and, I, and I would wish LinkedIn would do that. Then we would stop measuring because we're humans at the end of the day. We need that dopamine hit, right? And that it's social acceptance, right? It's like, we don't want anyone not to like our post. Anyway, so you got to flip the switch. And it's super hard. I say it, but is it hard? Heck yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine you, Nick, your posts are so good, so helpful. So your post yesterday, when someone didn't like your stuff, I'm like, who doesn't like Nick's stuff? It's so good. But there's people out there and I think they just have too much time on their hands, right? <laughs> to, to mess with other people. But anyway, just stick to the guns, stick to the thing and realize what, what really matters. Is it the revenue? Is it the clients? Is it what the, the impact you're making? And just try to put your blinders on. If you see posts and people that are, you know, annoying you or keeping you that little mindset ticking in, just hide them. Or block them. Because if you hide them, sometimes they'll still creep back in. Just block them. You can always come back and unblock them later. Yep. Absolutely. Great advice for sure. And I want to kind of double back to that. The, the, the 365 challenge that you kind of like created, it's been a huge success in 2021. And I know you're focusing it on 2022 again. Like, how did you come up with this and what inspired you to want to do this? Oh, it's a funny story, or at least funny for me, because I knew all in 2020 after, you know, I, I jumped to my own consultancy. I was on LinkedIn. You know, I've been on like everyone else says. I was on LinkedIn forever, but I never used it right. So when I became my own, you know, consultancy, I was connecting with great people and commenting, but I saw the people who are, quote, putting themselves out there with content were really seeing the traction and opportunities. And I just like, I was so held back. Here I was equipped, like most of us, but it's like, at block. So I was like, forget it. I'm doing it. So 
I said, I'm just going to put, I'm all or nothing, right? So I said to a friend, I'm going to post every single day in 2021, which is so stupid because it's like being never working out a day in your life and going to running a marathon or, or an Ironman. I mean, seriously, or an Ironman times three, really. So anyway, I, I crazily said yes. And talk about public building, building public, you know, all that. That was it. So I started this and I, there was no way I could stop. But anyway, 300 people decided to come on the journey. And I don't know that everyone did was on the honor system but i think a lot of them came super close but then they they started seeing opportunities they see i can tell you a ton of people offline but they saw all that so this year i knew at the end of last year that there was no way i could make or you know really push people to post every single day it's really not it's like you know it's just too much so i kid you not january 1st this year 2022 i decided i had this great idea that i was just gonna have people move the needle 365 times right you can either comment or post, and then that way you figure out what's good for you. So now we're up to like over 700 people in the community and, you know, we're in there daily just giving some tips and we have people, you know, give a little bit of training. So it's just, it's not an engagement pod. That's what I want to be clear because I'm against those. It's just people coming in, a lot of people just starting their journey all over the world, different professions and levels, just getting in there and sharing and doing it because what LinkedIn is a place to build your brand and get those opportunities. So true. And, and so I want to kind of, you brought up something and I wasn't gonna, I wasn't even thinking of like asking you this, but you brought it up about the, the engagement pods. It was funny because I had Jason Vanna on like early last year. And so he talked about how he was initially in a pod and like, cause he had no clue what it was. And he was just like, what is this? And he ended up removing himself. But we, we talked really like about that, but I've never really talked to anyone else about that. I have my own thoughts of like who's in them and I'm sure you do as well. But like, I'm curious, like, because I'm also against them, but like, what, what are your thoughts on people that are thinking about using pods or like any type of group like that? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought that up because one of my um, members DM me. He's like, hey, I just will let you know someone in the group approached me if we are a pod and I shut that down. And I'm like, no against it. Because A, first of all, you're not going to have people. It, it, to me, it's pretty obvious. Well, somewhat obvious because a lot of the posts are great, you know, and you can see the same people day after day after day. You're not really building a true community. You're not really getting the right engagement. People don't know. And it's just a false sense of integrity and professionalism. And it also just spend time and money doing it, right? When you could be creating content and just really, you know, interviewing customers or clients or whatever. So I think they're big fat waste of time. Yeah. Going back to the false metrics, you know? So I, I just don't believe in them just, it's, you know, professionally speaking. And, you know, I'm not going to judge people who do. I have my feelings too. But as Jason probably said, it was a big time suck, right? And some people you have to pay to be in them too, which is even worse, right? <laughs> So it just, it just doesn't seem like it's playing play the game right. Yeah, oh, I agree. It's, I'm kind of going down this path because like someone else DM'd me the other day and was like, hey, would you advise me to buy LinkedIn followers? And I was like, hold on, like, is that a thing? And they were like, yeah, and they gave me like three websites and they were like, look. And I was like, like, first off, I didn't even know this was a thing that people do, but like, it's crazy that it goes back to the, those false metrics of like everyone just wants those metrics people think all right cool you have fifty thousand followers that's gonna just translate into automatic business for you but if your content's still shitty 
then it's still, you're not going to get anywhere. People are going to be like, they can, they can see through you. And like, I, I, I see this a lot where people will post content and I'm just like, are they just making up that story for the likes and the vanity metrics or are they being authentic? And I think that you can tell who the authentic people are and who the, the authentic or the non-authentic people are. And I'm curious, like, what are your thoughts on like kind of be, being authentic versus seeing through the BS? Mm, that's that's really good. I had no idea you could buy LinkedIn followers like you can on YouTube and Instagram and all these things. But I feel like LinkedIn really is going to cr- cracks down more. You know, I think I read on their latest annual report somewhere they shut down like millions of fake accounts. So it's it's probably they're going to find you maybe and throw you in jail. So yeah, so I I am totally bored with you. So yeah, some of that content is junk. So the only way to really, you know, and I need to do this more, but I show up in audio or LinkedIn Live. So I think that really shows my authentic self. So you know that person is there. Show up on LinkedIn Live, show up on audios and talk. And that way people absolutely will know you and form a bond with you because, and I have to be honest, I need to do this more because even though I'm on audio, my written posts, I need to show a little bit I struggle with the balance between personal and a little bit more of a personality. I think that's just me. But I think the more you're genuine, the more people are going to see and want to do business with you. The ones that are in pods, I mean, their content does not make me want to like them anymore just because you have, you know, a viral post, you know, those fake ones. So I, I think I think it's just going down the wrong path and it's not sustainable too. I think, I don't know, I would love to know the record of someone how long they've been in engagement pod. To me, that's exhausting. Seriously, yeah, it's I, I don't. It's like you're on the the platform for the whole all the wrong reasons. But I digress. So I want to kind of you mentioned a little bit about this, like the LinkedIn audio show. You got LinkedIn Live. Like you've got all these different roles, and you're kind of handing a lot of different things. And I'm curious, how do you how do you juggle all of those things? I feel like it would stress me out. I, you know, that's so true. I've had like two people this week tell me that, like, how do you do it all? Well, first of all, showing up and talking and on audio or mostly audio and less so in video is just like easy for me, you know, and I consume that or form of content and connecting. So I make time in my week, especially now that LinkedIn audio just rolled out my content uh, creator managers, like you need to, you know, be get out there early adopter. So I'm kind of making that a little bit of a preference right now, but I consider it creating content because I'll get great ideas from it and stuff. So I have this year chilled down to like three or five days a week, just depending on my workload. And I bucket days, like some some days are just discovery calls, summer client work and, and summer biz dev. So I, I have to balance my calendar, right? So it's not for everyone because it does take time. But then I see the return on advantage now, I'm trying to use that word instead of I, has been tremendous and just, you know, getting opportunities for me. So I'm using that as a marketing tool for, for other than, you know, posting and stuff. That makes sense. It it makes a lot of sense. And so I'm curious, like for me, and and I've wondered, I guess when, when everyone was going through that LinkedIn jail kind of journey where like, I know it was partly a glitch, but like people were getting booted. And so I'm curious, building your online brand is one of the best investments that you can make in your career. Absolutely. No one should deny that. But do you plan to expand on like additional like TikTok or like additional like platforms yourself besides LinkedIn? 
That is such a good question. I try to, you know, I have some of my assistants, uh, we were trying to t- repurpose some of my content earlier last year on Instagram, and that just kind of went nowhere and it was just exhausting. So I shut down Instagram. I just can't get on that platform even personally. I am thinking about TikTok, but I have to balance the load of what I'm doing. I really kind of just want to go all in on social audio because I like to talk. I feel like I just attract the right people and have a, you know, personal tone. So I'm kind of using social audio right now. I haven't tried Twitter spaces, but all last year I was doing a personal branding mastery one hour a week. And then I do LinkedIn mastery one hour a week. And I find connections and clients that way. So that's kind of one of my strategies. LinkedIn's maybe on the table. I am going to do the ship 30 in March, you know, to write on LinkedIn. That's super good. I'm not sorry, LinkedIn, Twitter, because I've had a Twitter account since like 09. I've never done anything with it. So I know a lot of B2B marketers in that space. Are you on Twitter or do you find it? So I've just started kind of like not doubling down on it, but I am posting daily and I do schedule my tweets on Twitter, but I don't do it on LinkedIn because I just, it's not like my primary platform. Yeah, Twitter, you could do that. I mean, LinkedIn, let's face it, is the most exhausting platform, but the most opportunity, you know, you can get from one. So So we'll see, you know, you got to balance just all the things, but for now, I think just social audio, we'll see where that goes on LinkedIn. I know you're going to be on one of my audio shows coming up, so I'm excited about that. So have you been in the audio room yet? No, I haven't. So I mean, this is kind of like another piece of that. Like I remember Clubhouse, like I was, I wasn't saying I was all in on Clubhouse, but like I was on there like probably like five days a week and just kind of like trying to do different things and then it just like disappeared and I never got into Twitter spaces either but I like I do enjoy LinkedIn so I'm really excited about like the audio kind of rooms piece of it but I to be honest I don't even know if I have access to it to, to be true well if you're in creator manager program you might they just dealt that out like two weeks ago so when we get offline I'll show you how to look for that so yeah I I just this is like what I did last year. I, you know, spent, I've made, I budget a lot of time to spend on LinkedIn and build a brand. And now I'm budgeting time to kind of just really go in a little bit on social audio because that's where I am finding success. It's not going to work for everyone. Someone might really kill it on Twitter, someone on TikTok, you know, it just feels like what you're comfortable with. Like I can show up any day and just talk like that's so easy for me where some people can do video or TikTok and stuff. So right or whatever so you just got to figure out what test i'm a huge tester in my content like all last year i tested so many different things and with the algorithm here and there but social audio the last couple rooms um, i've been in people are first of all you're getting people who are like on linkedin they're in this targeted area of expertise or topic so they're already kind of in your demographic and they're so receptive like hey i see you here you could just network and talk to them in the middle of the event so I think it's going to be huge for building connection, community, client work, all that stuff. So I'm excited you'll be in it. I mean, I'm launching another one this week. I know I'm crazy, but I have budgeted my time, which is one hour. So I'm um, doing another one with, an, with another for women on LinkedIn. So that's going to be pretty cool coming up later this week. And I know we're talking time, but hopefully it'll be out when your this episode comes out. They could check us out. So that's, that's so amazing. it's all good. So you got to embrace the new tools, right? Especially if you want to build that brand and thought leadership, use the tools that LinkedIn is giving us, take advantage of it. Early adopters get out there first and, and really make a play. So that's what I'm seeing. I love it. And so, you know, kind of want to like pivot a little bit. So you, you did an interview on leading well recently. And do you think being healthy, because I feel like this is a huge conversation with a lot of people, do you think being healthy physically and mentally 
is important when it comes to branding yourself? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Physically and mentally, the mentally, especially because you've got to keep that mindset building your brand, you know, like marketing, you got to get out there and do it all the time. So you have to be mentally, physically, emotionally in it. And, and I, there's direct correlation to moving somewhere, either for a walk or whatever form of exercise you can do with just moving. We all sit working from home or whatever hybrid, we all sit too much, right? So getting super in and then talking to people, my goodness. We get kind of holed up in our work. We got to talk to people. So all those come into play. I'm a huge believer in community to build your personal brand. We're just going to snowball and cross-pollinate each other that way too. So yeah, so all those are good. And if uh, that's a great, Leading Law is a great publication he puts out. That's really good. I'm glad you saw that. Thank you for that. Yeah, anytime. And so I want to talk a little bit about struggles now. And, And we talked a little bit about it earlier. And, you know, as I mentioned, like, so for me, I don't, pre-write any of my content for LinkedIn. I I'm terrible at it. Like I just shower thoughts, figure it out as I go. And it's hard to be consistent with build, building creative content. Do you come across days where you just don't have like innovative ideas or you just don't know what to talk about? Or do you like, how do you figure out what your content calendar looks like? And then how do you deal with the, the lack of innovation if there is any? Oh, those are great questions. I think we all have that. You know, I have to say I am more of a spur of the moment person. I have all my ideas written out and stuff and buffer, but I'll pick and choose. And the only time I've really ever scheduled is when I'm on vacation or something when I was doing that 365 and I couldn't break the streak. So yeah, the more I wait to post is when I start overthinking, stressing. So I keep a really good tight content archive dated and month and everything. And then a lot of it's in Evernote now and categorized. So I'll go in and just repurpose stuff from far away, you know, a huge spread, but I always rewrite it. So interestingly enough, more times than not, the second time around usually gets a better play. There's a few times that's not been the case, but I try to just be in tune to what's kind of trending or some days you just uh, have to go in the content feed and see what's trending. But I realize now that the more I overthink it, the more my posts flop. And so it's like LinkedIn Murphy's Law. If you, you know, think this is going to be the best post ever, it's not. So I always have to like send it out there like this is the worst post ever. Then it does well, right? Just kidding. But seriously, we just all need to repurpose. I don't think people do that enough. You know, it's it's, it's so much easier that way. You bring up a good point because I'll I'll be honest, I don't. And this is probably because I don't write anything down, but like I don't repurpose as much. Like I would say I was actually going to try to count how many times I repurposed like all of last year using Shield. And I was like, oh, man, this could be a lot of work. I just like decided not to do it. But I would probably say if I posted, I think I posted like 300 and I think 20 posts or something last year. And I was like, I wonder out of that 320, how many were actually repurposed? And if I had to guess, I would probably say maybe 10 to 15 of them. And they were like, they were rewritten, but I wanted to do better because I can't, I mean, I'm not a content person. I can't come up with these ideas every day. And half the time, like, I just try to like think of random things, but I think repurposing is hugely undervalued in that just content creators don't take advantage of that enough. And I'm not saying that you should just go and like, all right, cool. You posted something six months ago. I'm just going to go repost the same thing. Like just bring a different POV or something to it or spit it a little different, right? 
Oh, that's exactly what I do. I never, there's a difference between recycle and repurpose, right? So yeah, I'll go pull. So ever since I started the challenge, I'll cut and paste that post and the link to it in a Google Doc by date and then by month. And then, then my assistants have put it in like Evernote. And we're trying to, next I'm going to take some of that Notion because I really want to get into Notion. Really so over Trello. But anyway, um, hopefully they're not listening. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I know you don't like to do sliders. Sliders are really, I try to do one a week. So I'll take a post and then, you know, you can repurpose whatever you send that post into a slider and vice versa, or do a quick video or, or a little, you know, one second graphic on it or something. So there's so many ways I have like a flow that I could mix and match. Like, you know, in magazines, mostly women magazines, but they'll say, here's eight pieces of clothes. You can do 30 outfits. That's, that's ideally the, the, you know, what you want. Now, Sometimes it gets overplayed, but when you see in the topics that are really doing well, just go a little bit deeper in those, I think, and I, use that. I, I love that. You know who you should talk to about Notion is, is Tristan for promotion. So like he does everything in Notion. He like absolutely loves it. So definitely someone that you should uh, talk to. I, I don't use it. He sends me stuff that I like read, but I don't really like put anything in there. So, but if you're ever looking for a good conversation, I, he's, he's someone. I definitely will check it out because that is like so higher on my list just because I see all the people using it and they, they just rave about it. So I will definitely check that out. So thank you. Yeah. But repurposing is going to be your friend for sure. That's good to hear. All right. So I want to talk about hardships or failures, however you want to look at it, because I feel like people on LinkedIn, they paint a picture that everything is beautiful and like, no one, everyone's selling million dollar deals and like nothing's going wrong. But like, like people have failures and they just don't want to talk about them. Some people do. I'm okay with talking about failures. Like what are your feelings on discussing your personal hardships or failures on LinkedIn? Do you think it hurts you or harms your brand at, at all? I think at a certain level, people are tired of seeing perfection. You know, people yeah. want to be relatable to someone just like them. And after a while, when you see all the, you know, eight figure this and that, it just seems like they're untouchable, you know? So I think to a certain degree, when you share a lesson, you don't have to, you know, paint your picture like you're, you know, destitute or something, but just share a lesson that happened to you and then turn it around for someone else. And that's when people are going to care because if, obviously if you talk, you know, this, if you talk all about yourself, they're going to just tune you out. So a lesson of what's in it for me huge and and just makes you human and that's what we need especially with personal brands so i noticed too that some people can fall a little too much into that trap where that's all your brand speaks so i would sprinkle it or season it in lightly you know so just just mix it up and and then you know it's on what deep level comfort you know everyone's a little bit more you know private or something but you can show your vulnerability that way for sure especially yeah. now right in the last two and a half years so, so true. And I, I agree with that because I do feel like I'd see some that is constantly like, like down, down, down. Like I, I sprinkle it in, like, I'm not afraid to, to talk about it. I also agree or think that like nothing is hundred percent perfect. So like, I agree. That was really great advice to sprinkle in, but don't make it like you're everything because people just like, oh, this is just, you know, negative person that always talks about failure and not building people up. Exactly. And then that's the thing too, like my brands, like, you know, my colors are yellow, so I'm trying to be bright and empowering. But then I sometimes say, I don't want to be like Pollyanna either. You know, it's like, I got to like share my, you know, so you got to bring, you got to have the exact balance. So, cause some, you, cause at the end of the day, your content is your, your brand and your content are the same thing. 
So they're going to feel, and that's their your only touch point with a lot of these people, right? So that's how they get to know you. So just sprinkle it in. It's the best way to put it. Love that. Awesome. All right. So I know we're coming up on time. I have one final question for you. You know, where can people go to learn more about you? Whatever you want to plug. And then the second piece of that question is, what can we expect to see from you this year? Anything like anything that you want to share, feel free. The, the floor is yours. Oh, that's so generous of you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, if you are listening to this podcast, I'm super approachable and friendly on LinkedIn. So definitely connect with me. I'm at Michelle B as in brand, Michelle B Griffin. And so go find me there. I post pretty regularly, you know, three to five times a day. If you're just getting on LinkedIn or need the support, come, you know, join our 365 creator community. I've rebranded it where we're all, you know, creating our brands all over the world and creating content. So you can check me out there. I'm launching my new website. Gosh, it's been a little bit slower than I anticipated with client work and everything. But that is the best way to do it is just go to yourbrandyourbusiness.com. All my all my stuff is there because I have my brand authority consultancy. And then my teaching platform is the business of you, which is a podcast, a monthly LinkedIn live show, LinkedIn audio, the communities under that. And then I'm going to be launching a newsletter soon. Hope by Mar- in March. And that's going to be, I think I'm going to do an email one. I don't know. What are your thoughts real quick? I know we're at the end of time on LinkedIn newsletters. Do you have one? Yeah, you bring up a good point about the LinkedIn newsletter. So I talked to Devin Reed. And so he was very much in favor of if LinkedIn took away your profile, you're still left with nothing. So he's very much in favor of the email path. And that's probably what I will go down if I do decide to go down that path. I think I think it's just you want to diversify as best as you can. And it's, you know, who knows, we could all be booted off LinkedIn in the next couple of months anyways, hopefully not. But yeah, I think I think that's the path that I would go down. Um, And I mean, you already have all these other outlets anyway. So I think it would only improve you at the end of the day. Yeah, I know. In fact, you know, I waited for that newsletter for so long. I got it right in the early thing. And then everyone just, you know, floodgates opened. I didn't want to be in the mix. So I'm either considering an email one, review or Substack. I'm still weighing my odds on that. But at the end of the day, you're on someone else's platform. But I don't know. But newsletter for sure for me. And, you know, down the road, I just want to do some more guides and stuff. And eventually I want to write a book on my, we didn't talk about my seven step framework, but I do have something helpful that I would love to do a small book on that. Because that way it would be a great touch point for people who want to work, you know, just it's the first step of your product ladder. And that's why I really want to have that. So we'll, we'll do that. Maybe some digital products, things like that. And because uh, I'm in uh, Justin Walsh's audience and income community with you. And, you know, that's the thing he always pushes. So I know I need to get on that, too. So all kind of good things. I just love being a content creator and, you know, contributor to helping people get out there. That's my main thing. You know, I'm always pushing, put yourself out there. You know, the opportunities are waiting for you. Absolutely. Like I couldn't agree more with you. It's just, you got to get started somewhere. That's, that's, that's the main thing. And so I want to thank you, Michelle, for spending time with me. It was absolutely wonderful because we've actually never talked on video before. And so I love meeting new people. And for someone that I've followed for so long, I'm super grateful that you spent some time with me. Oh, thank you so much. And right back at you. It's my pleasure's all mine. I'm looking forward to doing this to you. We're going to be, um, audio showing and podcasting my end too. So we'll have more time to talk. So thanks again for letting me share my story. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to Rep Your Brand. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And if you learned something new today, it'd be great if you left us a review. We'll catch you next time.